Now, Leanna, first of all, hello. Hello. I, you know that I do not like the concept of monarchy. Right. I don't like the concept of it. I don't like the idea that your great, 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 great grandfather was better at murdering people than somebody else's great, great, great grandfather. And so, <laughs> so now through nepotism, you get to be the ruler for, you know, ad infinitum down the road. Um, it just, it's the same way people get people get rankled about nepotism mm -hmm. when like the owner of a company brings their kid in which to me it's like all right as long as the you know the, the kid's capable it, it's the that's what you're gonna do um but they accept this business about whoever family was the most successful killers uh gets to gets to rule the roost right. um so i don't <coughs> sorry i'm coughing i don't like the concept of monarchy um, I did, however, like Queen Elizabeth II. Okay. There was something, um, there was a, a human touch to her. Now, you don't, I don't know if that was just great PR or uh, not, there was on the internet, about her. On the internet, we would call her based. She was, what, like a turkey? Based. No, like home base. Based. Oh, oh, not like basted. B-A-S-E-D based she just seemed like a, the kind of a, a nice woman uh, um and she did many things to modernize the monarchy and cut many uh hangers on more uh, royals off of the the official purse and uh but so i i liked her uh and i i mean i'm not a giant fan of charles but whatever um uh but I liked Queen Elizabeth II. I thought she was a, a classy, a classy leader. Um, and then you go online. Maybe you saw this too on social media. And people on the left are being vicious. They're, they're celebrating her death. They're saying, somebody said that they uh, uh, don't wish, didn't wish her death. They wished her an agonizing, painful death because she's a colonizer and because she uh, lives off the spoils of uh, millions of, of killed people. And it's like, what? Like, realistically, first of all, she presided over the decolonization of so many former British colonies, right? Yeah, the, the whole, I mean, we don't, we don't have the time to get into the entire history of the whole thing. But yeah, I mean, she was not alive when those colonies were created. No, and they have been. Uh, Britain has been letting go of its colonies all well, through. Not, the reign. not by choice, but <laughs> well, th they could have. They could have made trouble. They didn't. She, she, the monarchy moves very slowly, and she was definitely a modernizer. I mean. Could she have done more? Perhaps. No. Uh, but I, 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 people I know are big time anti-monarchists. And I kind of, see, this is partially the institution of the British monarchy has, has encouraged some of this, right? There's a lot of raw nerves about the whole Meghan Markle thing. And the fact that there's the family and then there's the firm, right? 
and the so the, being the the people who actually run the monarchy. Yeah, the the people who tell them all the rules they have to do. So like, that's like at Disney World, the managers who tell the people wearing the mascot suits what they can and can't do. Because let's face it, the royal family are basically British mascots. Because could the queen have done more? No, because the queen doesn't really have power. Well, Parliament these, does. Yeah, there's all these <laughs> rules and and things like that, and you know it it it's it's nudging, but the the firm, as it's called, did did whip up, you know the 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 pro monarchist sentiment, which of course the the U.S. left is more on team because they've they've made it into this stupid fight between Catherine and Meghan, right? And the the pro monarchy types are all Catherine, yay, Meghan sucks, and so the American left has lined up with Meghan Markle. I saw, and that's where part of this is coming from. No, you know what? The viciousness that I saw did not mention anything about Meghan Markle or yeah, but Harry, but the, it was all nastiness. And... Yeah, but the attitude, the nastiness, if if you follow royal hashtags on Twitter, it's always that nasty. I I did a thing just as an experiment <clears throat> where I said, you know, they both they both get dumped on. And oh, all the Meghan Markle stands came out of the woodwork to say I was racist because I said they both get crap. Listen to this. A critical race professor from Carnegie Mellon University in the uh... U.S. Uh, in a tweet that Twitter eventually took down said, I heard the chief monarch of a thieving, raping, genocidal empire is finally dying. May her pain be excruciating. That apparently was up before the official notice but yeah well, because yeah, she's saying she was... hears she's dying and then yeah. after she died may everyone you and your merciless greed have harmed in this world remember you as fondly as i remember my colonizers and there it's she was born into a system she helped to modernize that system she helped to humanize that system she um uh, brought the monarchy into the twentieth, the twenty first century, first the twentieth and the twenty first century, and um, she's a figurehead. Really, she doesn't have power. She has power on paper, but it's not a power that they're ever going to test. It's not. She's not going to overrule Parliament. Like it's okay, just but, not going to happen. But let's face it: the the stuff that American academics know about the British monarchy is more like what they picked up from Game of Thrones than actual history. Yeah, this is it's I just couldn't believe the the like the the, the vitriol. This nice old lady in a cardigan. Like what it, the, somebody they, sent me a, a a photograph, sorry to interrupt, sent me a photograph of a, a, do, a documentary on DVD about the the uh overthrow of uh, the guy and the in Iran and in the installation of the Shah. Yeah, and um, I I read the the I read the 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 write up, uh, and it doesn't say that the Queen was involved in it. And I said, "Did you watch this before you gave it to me?" He goes, "No, I don't need to watch it. I know about the history." I was like, "Well, then why did you send me a film that doesn't spoke support what you're talking about?" Well, I mean, much of the problems in 
the the modern world are still vestiges of how colonialism broke a lot of places. Well, I mean, the the, the Belgians were colonial. The French were colonial. No, the Dutch, the, the Spanish, Dutch, like um, pretty much every European naval power did it. Yeah, the, the Spanish, except for the Portuguese, who were just sort of contractors for hire. <laughs> oh, were they? <laughs> well, they 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 worked for other people. Oh well, that's that. See, that's smart. You don't have the responsibility. Well, that's, that's, the end of the day, why... you go home, you put your feet up, you don't have to worry about it. That's why Portuguese is a form of Portuguese is spoken in Brazil. Anyway, I just thought that it was it was tacky. And for me to be taking someone to task for it being tacky, that says something. Though I wonder, I think a lot of people thought, like me, thought kindly towards the uh, monarchy because of the queen herself personifying it. Yeah. I wonder now that that what's his name is going to be the king or by now might be the king. I don't know. Um, I wonder whether that willingness to sort of, you know, nod and wink at the uh, the royal the royal family is going to go away because he doesn't he, he doesn't have the goodwill uh, across the world that she did. No, she he doesn't he doesn't have the regard. Uh, I, I've been reading some articles about this that I mean, she had 70 percent popularity. Her uh, active dis disapproval was quite low. He's only got a 42% approval rating. Hey, he's like Biden. Yeah, but I mean, typically Camilla's is worse, right? Because it's always that way. But yeah, the 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 problem for Charles is he's been politically active as prince. And so, you know, the question is, is he gonna be able to cut that out now? Oh, I'll bet, I'll bet he'll put all that crap insisted, away. He's insisted he will, because in his words, he's not stupid. But I don't know. A guy like him, I mean, the funniest meme I saw that was a picture of him and the headline is, 73-year-old uh, man finally gets job. Yeah. Which is, which is cruel. I mean, he did have royal duties. He's been doing more and more, but he's not digging ditches for a living, right? I mean, his supporters insist he was an environmentalist before it was cool i i do remember that you know thing where people were making fun of him back in the day because he like talks to plants or something like that but i i don't know i don't it's a precarious institution to begin with and the perks of being part of the commonwealth are getting fewer and fewer so what are the perks exactly well there is supposed to be greater travel freedom within the commonwealth like it, sh it should be easier to say relocate to the uk from canada than the us yeah. but how many people are really going to take advantage of that well you know, Who the hell wants to move? You're living in Canada. The hell would you want to go live in England for with their boiled food and their bad teeth? Well, some people do it for work. You know, some people want to sort of do a working holiday. There's no such thing as a working holiday. You're either working or you're on a holiday. What is well, this the, working holiday business? Well, the the idea is it's not permanent. It's not a holiday. It, it's it. You just. It's like when we used to go to uh, L.A. 
to shoot uh, segments for the late night show. There was no freaking holiday. It was exhausting work. And when, at the end of the day, when you go home, it isn't your home. It's some uh, uh, bland uh, box. With... I don't know. I, I just know that that's what they call the visas because my sister got one. Working vacation. What bunch of crap is that? Well, if, if you go and say you work as a ski instructor in Banff, that's sort of a working, you know what? A working holiday. This leads me to another topic about things that are called things that they aren't. Right. That being quiet quitting. And yeah, I've had to gonna, explain to a lot of people what that is. Yeah, we're going to uh, go to a break. And when we come back, we will discuss this business of quiet quitting and why it, 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 it burns my ass to hear this crap. What? Uh, oh, I, I hate it. Uh, we'll be back after this. Now, Leanna, before the break, I mentioned that we talked about a working holiday, which I said is an oxymoron. You're either working or you're on a holiday. Um, quiet quitting. This thing that has gone around and has become vogue to talk about, which, as I understand it, the concept of quiet quitting is people coming in, doing their job during the hours they are paid to do their job, um, taking the lunch that is allowed for them, uh, and uh, at the at the end of the day, leaving and not doing work at night, not taking work home and working through the evening. And, so and not and not doing more than their job description dictates. Yeah. So they're doing their job. No one's okay. saying to do their job poorly. Uh, see, uh, this is this is the queen calling. You hear the phone? I, I hear the phone. Yeah, it's not the queen. I'm not doing a seance. Um, so the whole idea of quiet quitting, you're not quitting. I, I, so I thought this was going to become like morning radio where one of us pretended to be the queen. No, Remember I, when they used to do that? Oh, yeah. I, I, Before uh, people actually started impersonating people for real and it ended up being a whole thing. But if we're going to try and do morning radio, I need to get an air horn as well <laughs> and we need to change the name of the podcast to the zoo the zoo with that in red yeah the morning zoo it's always morning zoo here's the here's some sound effects like it's just you know and, and the typical morning uh, we would need one other person because the typical morning zoo crew is the main guy who's kind of authoritative in his own way okay a goofy guy um, and a woman who comes across as smarter than both of them. Okay. That is a zoo. Then you need sound effects, um, and, you know, like, like an air horn and stuff like that. And you need regular recurring shtick that is really bland and <laughs> presented to you by consultants from a, com a company in San Diego. Um, that's specifically San Diego. Specifically San Diego. I know this for a fact. Okay. Um, and uh, that would be if we were doing that kind of kind of thing. But we're not doing it. So they're not quitting. They're doing their job. But yeah, they're, this... they're just not they're just not work. They're just not doing stuff. They're not being paid to do. Yeah, they're, they're not giving up their lives for their job. They're trying to have a balance of work See, and life. I love this. I, I love, love this. I, I love the idea of what they're doing. 
I hate the concept of calling it quiet quitting. It is a corporate name to try to uh, cast dispersions on people who are doing what they are paid to do. And this idea that if you're not doing more than you're paid to do, if you're not answering emails and doing work after hours and stuff, then somehow you're doing some kind of job action. Somehow you're not really putting the work into the job. And that's just BS. And, and that, that is what it feels like. You, you do feel like if you just want to do the job you're paid to do, that it's like a work action. Well, you, the, the, it, by, uh, by continuing to call it quiet quitting, it is continuing to cast the, what, what this is about in a negative light. Um, it's, it's, a, you know, it, it's a corporate term that well, uh, I, I heard, does not I already, favor uh, you know, workers who are just doing their freaking jobs. Well, I already saw an article that quiet quitting has been leading to quiet firing. Meaning basically the people who just do their jobs are getting blackballed and they're never going to be promoted ever. Well, and there's some places where that's true. I mean, I, uh, I'm i familiar with a, uh, a working condition at a, a Canadian uh, national net TV network. I suspect probably all of them are like this. But uh, I have a friend who uh, was in charge of a uh, of a team at this uh, this net TV network on, mm -hmm. on a TV show, and the person in charge said, "Come up with a schedule, a daily schedule for your team." And so he submitted a schedule that included an hour for lunch, mm -hmm. and uh, at the end of the day, it said, "You know, end of day." He was called in and told to remove the reference to lunch because. She doesn't want to encourage people to take the whole hour um, and take out the thing about end of day. She doesn't want people to think that, that, that they can just leave at the end of the day. It, you know, it, this, is, this is the kind of crap that people are saying, you know what, enough of this. And there was a constant, people would stay there until this woman who was in charge um, left for the day. So if she was there another 90 minutes, you sat there doing work for another 90 minutes because if she saw you leaving when you were supposed to, to leave, even if you're like a half hour after you're supposed to leave, she would note it like you're not really on the team. And this kind of BS is bullying in the workplace. Oh, it, is. it is. It must. It must stop. They need it's... a better term than quiet quitting. It's how about sane working hours? See, to me, that's a failure of the management tier above this person because they really should be doing drop-ins to see what's going on with this stuff. My understanding was they did. Right. They didn't care no. as long as the show's star well, was not complaining. Like, they didn't get, they figured they could replace anybody on the team they yeah. wanted to. It didn't matter. Like I said, the problem happens the management level above. Right. Well, they, all of they, management is bad. You, can I tell you why? Well, as as a I'm a manager, so this should be enlightening. This doesn't apply to you. Please, please, please provide me with constructive feedback. No, this doesn't apply to you. I'm okay. talking about large institutional companies. Okay. So what happens is somebody, a manager, needs to hire someone to be basically their their, their second in command. Mm -hmm. But they don't want to hire somebody who might be more talented than them. Yeah. And may wind up taking their job. 
So right. they hire somebody who's less talented and less smart than they are. Yeah. And then everybody moves up a rung. Yeah. And that person. Principle. Yeah. And then the person who's not who was hired, who's not as talented and, and not as smart. They don't want to hire a second in command who's more smart or more talented than them. So they hire somebody who's less talented and less smart. Right. And then it continues until eventually they're hiring troglodytes. They're hiring mouth breathers. And the, the idiots are rising to the top as people leave. It's just, you know, it, it, they just they just go up. And the idea also that because you are good at a particular job means you will be good at managing people who do that job. Yeah, it's not true. That's nonsense. Management is a specific, you know, yeah. you're a good manager. Management is a specific skill. I know this because I'm a bad manager. Management is a specific <laughs> skill. Okay. Being able to relate to people, being able to under, like being a, a leader, just because well, you are, you... you were good at doing job C doesn't mean that you're good at, at supervising people, but the people keep getting promoted because the only way, the only route for promotion for these people is to go up to management. There, I was hearing today right. a, a story about a company where they keep people who are good in their jobs in their jobs and keep giving them pay increases yeah. without promoting them because Shocker. they want to keep the talent, but they yeah. don't want to put them in a job they're not good at. Right. Right. Funny that. It, it, you know, these are common sense things which don't apply because there are so many freaking idiots in the workforce and in management. This is what happens when you turn your world over to MBAs. Well, this is what happens when the MBAs don't want to make a decision because people who make decisions get fired. Uh, they, they can say move fast and break things all they want. Everybody knows you make a decision, especially in Canadian media, you get fired. Move, move fast and break things is nonsense. It's, it is not. It it's is move, not it, supported. Well, it's move fast and break people. It and it's, and it's it really move is. fast and keep going out the door. Well, it's, um, there's a reason that the turnover, like the average, the average time at a job in Silicon Valley is something like 18 months. I remember the time when you'd be at a job for 60 years and get a gold watch. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm seeing uh, guys I know in, in video games who work at AAA companies. Like they're getting their five-year designation now. And, and the companies in Canada actually reward that. Like they mark the milestone because they don't want them moving around. They, they've actually learned that, gee, corporate retention has a benefit. Well, there's also the other side of it, which is if you have a resume, it used to be if you had a resume and you had like a few, a few different companies within the space of a few years, they thought there was something wrong with that. You. That's still an issue to an extent. But today, if you stay too long at a company, yeah, they think you don't have ambition. You're not like you know they look at you askance for for staying long at a company when you should have moved on. You should have jumped to something else. The world is screwed. The world is just totally effed. And well, the people, I know I'm going to sound like an old fogey here. This is as, this is as if I as if I've been sounding like a Gen Zer. Well, this is very okay, Boomer, but it's really not. It's grew up in a neighborhood that was not. People hate the word privilege, but okay, I grew up at Jane Finch, right? So started from the bottom. Now we're here, right? Even though the guy that wrote that song grew up in Forest Hill. But, yeah, that's one hell of a bottom. Yeah, that's the bottom, man. Shoppers Drug Mart's the bottom. 
you know, let me introduce you to the drug dealer across the street when I went to school. Uh, but both pharmacies, yeah, both far, both both have drugs yeah. in the title. Uh, but you know, it's all this. Oh, you have to do this to get a job, and you have to do this to get a job, and you have to do this for the resume, and this and that and this. And it's like, this is crazy. You're rewarding the people who have enough leisure time to sit here and read these business articles instead of the people that actually have the skills you need for the job. And it's just this weird tail wagging the dog. And this is where I'm going to sound like a boomer inability to think critically because they were never taught more and more. The educational system is just about, stuffing people's heads with facts and i see it more and more the more educated a person is the less they seem to be able to take facts and connect them together and chain them into something that resembles a reasonable argument it's just this fact and this fact and this fact and it's just like throwing darts at a dartboard of facts and they they don't connect in any real way, never mind one that makes sense. I was talking to a couple, yeah, go on. Because, you know, formal logic used to be taught, right? I used to do a podcast about critical thinking. Yep. You and, can still find it online. It's still there called Broken Clock. Yeah, and we we just sort of fell out of it. One, because we started making a video game instead, because we thought that was a better use of our time. But uh, also just people would always seize on the one example we use from the real world so people could understand the concept, but argue a tangent on the reference instead of what you try to do in critical debate, which is refute the central point. The idea of refuting the central point is gone. And I'm so sick of that. And I, I hate to admit it, but this, this medium, not necessarily the station because it's independent, but this medium is a big part of that, that people will just come on and just character assassinate every day instead of disagreeing on principle and showing what's wrong with a given argument. And now nobody can have a conversation about anything anymore because the water is always full of, you know, chum. Funny, because I've been enjoying uh, people online who have been, because I am not a supporter of uh, the MAGA types, they keep calling me a communist. It's like they have no concept of what a communist is. Oh, you want to you hear one even funnier than that? What? This clearly fake account on Twitter, you know, created in June 2022, who suddenly cared very, very much about the Johnny Depp Amber Heard thing came at me about something stupid and i said if you're gonna pretend to be indigenous at least spell the word properly in your bio because they spelled it with two eyes instead of you know the gen I -E. indigenous. Yeah. yeah uh and they called me racist for pointing that out but they fixed it and well you know it is it is possible they're indigenous because indigenous people like everybody else on earth I they have, have they have stupid people there too i have never seen a person misspell their actual identity in their twitter bio i have never seen that and had it be real and the fact that they corrected it 
after I said it, meaning it means nobody else had pointed that out to them. Do we need to go to break? We need to go to a break. We're going to go to a break. And when I come back, I want to talk about, um, I want to ask you guys um, if you think I'm a groomer. Oh, okay. This ties in. Based on something that I put up online. Okay. Um, so, uh, so stay with us. We'll be back. Like I said before, when we left, I said, we'll be back. Mm-hmm. I'm fulfilling that promise right now. We are back. We are back. Uh, yes, where were you? Back. Back again. What? You know what is funny? Uh, you know our friend Tarzan Dan? Yes. He, the uh, greatest man in Canadian radio. Yeah, he uh, put up, uh, he does a lot of, I think it's wakeboarding. Is that where you stand yes, on a board yes. and they pull you with a boat? Yes. So he, yeah. he, he lives on the, on the lake in, uh, in Calgary. And uh, uh, he put up a picture of him with uh, four of the Backstreet Boys. Sitting no on, way! Sitting on the ah! back of his boat while he was wakeboarding. And first I thought it was a photo minute. And it turns out, no, he's pals with the Backstreet Boys. Yeah, he stays in touch with all those bands. Yeah, you see, this is the difference between, you know, he is he is a big star in the music world because he did, you know, he was, he's was he been a DJ. Um, where So he's friends with, uh, with Backstreet Boys. I'm left with one of the members of Before Four. I'm okay, but Dan is legitimately one of the nicest people you will ever meet, too. Yeah, it's like if him and Rick Campanelli, yeah, were in a nice off, yeah, I don't know who'd win. And you know, we, we wouldn't know who wins because yeah. everybody would be vomiting from all the sweetness and saccharine. Oh, I loved working with Rick, Rick was another of my favorite people, but again way nicer than any human being should be on a regular yeah, basis. Yeah, I, I liked working with Rick because it was my job to be mean on Rick's behalf. So I got to be mean. That's so unlike you. Um, <laughs> so uh, I, uh, Avril Lavigne, as we mentioned on the show a couple weeks ago, yeah. uh, got a star in Hollywood's Walk of Fame. Good for her. I put up, this is the post I put up about her on uh on my Facebook page, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, I first met her when she was 17 and nobody at much was interested in interviewing her because they'd never heard of her. I always liked talking to new artists who weren't famous yet. Some got big like Avril and Christina Aguilera, others didn't. Avril blew up a few days after the interview and she was always very sweet and fun when we would meet her ever after. And man, has she aged well, because there's a picture of her there uh, on her star. It could have been taken 15 years ago yeah it, based like, on everything she's been through health wise oh yeah, her, yeah. The, the, the lyme disease and everything so this is the response that was wasn't that on the roof of fairview mall that was no the first time i met her was in the hallway uh of chum the chum building and then a few days later we did an interview with her and she was supposed to do a, a mall show at fairview that's right small in, uh, mall in toronto and they didn't know they, they hadn't predicted how big she was going to get Yeah, complicated blew up. Yeah. And the whole, so the only place we could do the interview with her was on the roof of the okay, mall. So I didn't imagine that. No, no, we did an interview. With okay. Her on the roof of okay. The mall. I, I did. I did remember that correctly. Okay. So uh, I put that up and here is one of the erudite uh, responses from people on uh, Facebook. This is from Eric Pillwine. This is his comment. His name is Pillwine. His name is Pillwine. Okay. He says, key takeaway 
Egg was super eager to talk to someone he knew full well was a 17-year-old before anyone else took an interest in her. Typical grooming behavior. I'll let you decide what to make of that aged well comment. How do people go there? How do because, this, because this, this business... This is... This business about people being groomers. See, that's is, an old libs move. Yeah, it, 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 okay, first of all, it trivializes the real problem with real groomers. And it makes it seem like grooming is far more um, uh, prevalent than maybe it, it, it is. Um, but how do you go from me saying that, you know, I, I met her when she was young and look at how she's, you know, how she blew up and, uh, and, and you know she 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 looks good. She looks you know at thirty seven. She's looking good. Um, how does that mean that I was grooming her? Because also if I was grooming her, what was I grooming her for? I haven't seen her in years. Um, we only ever saw each other when it was time to do interviews at events. So exactly what was my grooming behavior? I was grooming her to to do interviews with me. Like it doesn't even make any sense. Grooming behavior is supposed to lead to something. And this led to nothing. And this is just one of these twits you're, you're online about it. who grabs a, 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 a currently in vogue allegation that they like to throw at people they consider liberal. And right. and everyone piled on this piece of crap. Like just but that's what he wanted. Pounded on him. That's what he wanted. That's the purpose, Ed. He exists. Oh, he's just letting us know. He wants people to acknowledge he exists. He exists. These guys, they say something knowing because they're emulating guys like Matt Walsh and Ben Shapiro who just say ridiculous nonsense to get a whole bunch of attention and they get viewers and they get clicks talking nonsense. And these guys who are, are, are not, they're not good at the grift. They're bad at the grift. And so they just emulate the behavior, but don't make any money off. It's, it's just, social currency it's they existed in space time when people were dogpiling them and that's the only time they ever feel remotely noticed or important by the way also on this uh this uh list of people who are responding i know that you just didn't respond to that at all sort of proving my point our uh comments uh stupid comments like let's not say his name it's it's on the it's on Facebook. It's right there. His name is right there. He's he stands behind these ridiculous. It's like I'm gonna get an angry Facebook message now. All right, I'll bleep his name. Yeah, bleep his name because that guy that guy doesn't know to go away. No, he does. He's... I I get these creepy messages from dude. Uh, he he's one of those people who notices when you try to quietly unfriend people. Those people are creepy. Well, that that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, you, it's like, you know, did someone say my name? Did, it's, who's did, that character you, from Laverne and Shirley or whatever? What? The, did someone say my name? No. Okay, I'm confusing the shows. But yeah, that, that particular guy, please don't say his name. You say his name, he appears in my DMs. And I don't even know how he's getting through to my DMs. I unfriended the dude ages ago. They have some kind of alchemy. They they're like silverfish. They, they have just nothing to get in to every crevice. They and... have nothing to do but that, but monitor 
that this is one of those things that confuses the heck out of me. There's been this thing lately where people keep accusing me of doing it for the likes. And I'm one of those. They, they don't know you very well. Well, do they? I, I, I'm the exact opposite, right? I I like weird esoterica, and when something I say on social media goes viral, and it's popular, I automatically assume I must be wrong and must reassess my thinking because something popular tends to be wrong. Usually, I'm very suspicious of any popular movement. Well, populism is all about lowest common denominator. And well, the, this the is goal, why you know the goal is to take good ideas and present them in a popular way, and it's very, very difficult. It is a very, very difficult thing to get right, and it's very easy to get wrong. But it's sort of keep it simple, and the right is very, very good at keeping it simple. Going back to the groomer thing. Right. It's one of those. What's the worst thing you can call somebody? And you know, the whole, yeah, it's well, it's, it's, every, it's everybody's Marxist, thinking. communist and groomer. Well, all those words have lost meaning now. They have no meaning at all. I mean, can you imagine being a dog groomer? What do you do for like, oh, groomer. my God, uh, I, I've, I've, I've wondered that sometimes. Like, They're going to have to change their name to like, I uh, run a uh, doggy doggy salon doggy it's a doggy spa because you can't call yourself a groomer which, anymore which i think sounds creepier but that's just me all right but it, it's just it's it's take nothing has any meaning any anymore nothing has any meaning maybe we can talk about that after the break it's interesting because this is what orwell predicted in 1984 well yeah newspeak right yeah the words yeah. like they take command of the language and words lose their meaning um when we come back, there was something, there was a slice of life thing you wanted to talk about. Yes, a, a, another thing that has lost meaning. All right. Um, Patio umbrellas at restaurants. Oh, that was that Kim Mitchell song, right? No, that's Patio Lantern. Oh, Patio I hated that song. Lantern. What a uh, whiny. I hate, I hate when songs like that, anything by Don Henley except for Boys of Summer is the same it's sleep. It makes me drowsy. It's so soothing tones, right? I, I don't find patio lanterns. I mean, God, God bless Kim Mitchell, Canadian treasure. Da, na, 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 right? I, but, I, I, I admit I like Don Henley better than that patio lanterns. It sounds to me like, you know, when people would play uh, for like uh, LPs yeah. and they would make it, it go at different speeds. They use yeah, a finger. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it would sound good. Then it would sound weird. Then it would sound yeah. good. That it is the most, to me, it's the most tuneless, horrible song. You, you know that song, This is the end. This is the end of the innocence. Yes, you know that yes, one? yes. Always puts me to sleep. Always. I hate it when it comes on when I'm driving. I'm like, getting sleepy. I immediately turn it to like, there's a Pitbull channel on on Sirius Satellite Radio that always plays like garbage reggaeton, it instantly comes on when one of those songs plays. Don, Don, I need uh, the soca rhythm, man. I need the soca. Wake up. Don, Don Henley, he'll be heartbroken. All right, we're going to go to a break and come back. <laughs> Very soothing. Before we get to your slice of life, I want to mention my slice of life. Today I went downtown to... There's a company called Hollywood Suite. Uh, it's a it's Name a channel. Drop. It's a channel. Name and it was, drop. It was started by our friend, the late Jay Switzer. 
Rest in peace. May re- uh, terrific, wonderful man. Awesome dude. Awesome yeah, dude. Like they, soon. they don't make guys like that for, for TV companies anymore. Um, so uh, every year they have a breakfast. And uh, I go down because I see a bunch of my old chum friends. Um, so, But this time, since I don't want to drive in Toronto because it's a nightmare. It's like I feel like <laughs> when I'm driving in Toronto, I feel like I'm Snake Plissken in Escape <laughs> from New York. Like, it's just, I forget it. I don't, I'm imagining Harry Dean Stanton's going to come out of somewhere. <laughs> um, and so uh, I took a, I took a go train and there's a, I don't know if this is something that's common, a douchebag guy sitting there having a phone conversation as loud as if he were alone well, that, in the room. That's why you go upstairs on the go because they're quiet zones. So you don't get that douchebag. Well, I didn't know. And yeah. The thing is, dude, why are you having everything he said was corporate speak. There were no words that meant anything. Everything was corporate speak. Mm -hmm. And of course, he was wearing uh, risky business era Ray-Ban sunglasses inside the car. And he had a look on his face that told us that he thought the rest of us were human flotsam. And he's (laughs) sorry he had to share space with us. And then... I, I kept I, I was tweeting that I wanted to throw him out of the out of the train, <laughs> um, but unfortunately we arrived where I was going too Better fast. Better be careful; you can get suspended for that on Twitter now. No, no, the, the Twitter saw it and said I would throw him out too. Um, <laughs> I get off the, uh, the the train opens at Union Station. First thing I get a whiff of like cheap weed. It's like, uh... Welcome to Toronto. Anyway, why do people do that? And then I went to this this affair and um, there was some of the my Trump people there, but it was filled with people who were like walking around being very important. Clearly, right. rich, clearly rich people walking around talking to other rich people. And in a corner is, uh, you know, the former Trump people. Um, you know, we, we've been consigned to a spot by the back door because all these very important people in their hangers on. high school. Oh, yeah, it was... It, you know, we didn't want to be with the other people anyway. So it didn't really matter. Oh, so you were the goth kids? We were the goth kids. Right. Well, yeah. goth's back in. So well so done. What were you going to say? Oh, uh, I am a little, well, crispy. If I'm punchier than usual on this show, it's because, you know, I met a, I met a friend for lunch because, long story short, had to get him out of the house. But we sat on the patio because, you know, you suck up every bit of nice weather you possibly can in September in Canada. But, you know, they have the umbrellas, the pa- the patio umbrellas, right? Yeah. But they are never arranged so that they actually block the sun from the table. They always sort of half cover the table or don't cover the table at all. So it's just like dressing the functional purpose of this umbrella is not used and i looked around the patio when i felt like kind of crispy kind of sunburned because you know i i went out i went out without makeup and so i didn't have the sunblock built into my makeup and i noticed every uh umbrella at every table was off yeah it's so like what it's is a, the purpose of my god it's like an aesthetic prop yeah but it I doesn't actually you, I, I guess you can move them, but have you ever tried to move those things? It's it's not easy, and they tend to fall over. No, you, you ask the server to do it, and it's it's like it's like watching Peter Sellers as Inspector Clouseau do something. Like they have no idea how to move these. The reason that they're the way they are in, in position 
is because nobody who, who works there knows how to position them properly. This this is one of those restaurants where every waitress is like that that bit character from She-Hulk this week. Oh uh, yes, the, the Madison. The, the, yeah, yeah. They're all the waitresses are like that. So I just thought someone would end up in the hospital if anything requiring any problem solving was involved. I remember. I, I don't remember the restaurant now, but there was a restaurant. Oh, I was at a restaurant with you know our friend Yaz. Yes. That restaurant friend Yaz, uh, of course, downtown in the uh, hoity-toity. And all the waitresses, they looked like they stepped out of a uh, Robert Palmer video from the 80s. All of them, they looked the same. Like you couldn't, honestly. What, like the slick back hair and the red lips? Well, the the, the black dresses right. and the, the, uh, the face shapes were all the same. The hair color and hair lengths were all the same. Well, yeah, that's welcome to downtown Toronto. Like, I, you know, you're trying to determine who's your server. You can't tell because it, they all look like nothing. they came out of an ice cube tray uh, of, of human embryos. I don't know what it is about downtown Toronto restaurants, but it's very clear they're not hired for their ability to be a good server. No, they're eye candy. Yeah, they're Bond girls. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, they're Bond girls. Every, I'm very uncomfortable in restaurants like that. I like the ones where it's clear the guy's been there for like 30 years and people know him by his first name. Oh, my old know? buddy Jimmy. Yeah, or like that lady at the Thai place. Yeah, like, yeah. You come in, it's, it's, like a, it's, like, it's like unofficial cabaret theater. It's They're entertaining. They talk to you. They remember your order. That's the kind of restaurant experience I enjoy. Those King Street places in Toronto... Aye, like you're paying, you're paying more to get less. Oh, there's a new restaurant not... opening up here. Okay. It's going to be a pop-up, but it's, it, it's called Karen's Diner. Okay. And the concept is that your servers are rude to you. So and at the Karen's manager Diner... Is, is like, the manager is like the most Karen Karen around. But what happens when you ask to speak to the manager at Karen's Diner? You get chewed out by by a Karen. People will go to this. Do uh, you remember uh, Barney's Beanery in L.A.? Yeah, where they where they were known for they were being openly surly. homophobic. Well, yes, but uh, well, they turned it into a joke eventually because it wound up being in what became the gay area. Yeah, uh, West Hollywood. Um, but the yeah. uh, the servers were surly, and I was surly back to them, and. Uh, they didn't really know how to handle it. Yeah, I, I that place made me super uncomfortable. You know what else made me super uncomfortable about eating there? What? Their food. I I never ate there without having, like, volcanoes. And yet you kept wanting to go back. Did I? Yes. I never wanted to go to Barney's Beanery. You were a local Barney's Beanery. It's funny. So I, I was so uncomfortable. Well, mo the thing is, most of the restaurants in L.A., they hurt my stomach. I don't know what they put in the food there. Well, it's it's basically the entire U.S. food supply. Yeah, it's it's when I when I would uh, when we would go to the U.S. Uh, like specifically, we spend time in L.A. shooting mm -hmm. stuff. Um, I would be sick for the first few days until my system started to accept that what I was putting into it was supposed to be processed like food. Well, yeah, I mean, part of it is they cook everything in butter. Oh, really? Oh, so weird. I had this lengthy conversation in one of my Twitch streams 
few weeks ago, they put butter on steak. And apparently Gordon Ramsay does this. And it was funny because a lot of the, you know, continental Europeans and Canadians in the chat were like, that's ruining good meat, a proper cut of meat. It's just a little bit of spice rub, fire, there's your steak. That's the whole point. But yeah, they, they melt butter. Well, the thing is, if they put it, this can't be the case, because if they put butter on everything, you would think they would have wind up with an obesity problem. Well, there you go. That was a little bit of sarcasm. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, the the butter, the hidden butter in everything. It they're just I kept going butter on steak, butter on steak. That just it, that, first of all, it's 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 empty. It's unnecessary calories, right? It's unnecessary fat. But also, what are you doing to that poor steak that you need you need to this that makes it more tender? What are you doing to that poor cut of meat? You know me, I don't like my steaks tender. Remember that time we were out uh, with a business colleague and I ordered a steak, but I wanted it well done. Yeah. And the chef came out from the back offended yeah. that I wanted the steak well done. I, I remember the place we were at, one of those sterling beef places. And when you said, well done, the waiter went, oh, why? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't, don't like to... my stuff bleeding. That's why. Uh, Leanna, speaking of which, Leanna's uh, podcast and radio show, It's Not Therapy, Practical Solutions to Day-to-Day Problems, uh, available. It drops live every Thursday, 7 o'clock, saga960am.ca. It is available as a podcast uh, everywhere. And there's a number of really good topics uh, that you can catch up on. So grab It's Not Therapy, the podcast. Um, and uh, I guess that's it, Alien. I guess so. All right. You know what? You know what? what this this time, week what is, is over. I'm so I'm so extra excited to do the sign off this time. OK, good. Well, then, you know, it's that time. I'm going to yep. let you do it. Bye. 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 bye.